Hello, everybody, and welcome to the eighth edition of the PB Political Podcast. I'm Ishan Pokrell. Happy Black History Month. My name is Cameron Cummings. And we're joined by candidate for Madison County Board of Education in District 5, Jalen Cotton, today. Jalen, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Um, that's, that's pretty true because the most, the most compelling part just from the beginning is that you were 19 years old and you're running for board of education. I believe you're 19, 19 or 20. You're 19, right? 19. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, just take us through that process just from the start because you'll, you're definitely the youngest candidate in the field by a large margin. The person you're running against is what? Over 70 years old. So just take us. Yeah. 70. So just take us through your process of, uh, deciding to run and, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not new at all to the idea of school governance. Uh, freshman year, I was the kid who was involved politically. Went to the school board meetings, uh, went to city council meetings, county commission meetings. So I'm not new to this this approach to government or having an interest in it. Um, obviously, this is kind of the culminating point in terms of that. But uh, the incumbent, uh, who is not seeking re-election, announced my senior year that she wasn't going to be running for her seat anymore. Kids are graduating, and so she's no longer going to have you know that close proximity to the school district and so she's taking a step aside after a term and so i sat down with people in the community uh sat down with you know elected officials and just got there making sure that i understood the issues before i decided to run um and so i think you know as the i'm gonna be honest i think i have the vision to to move this district forward the, you know the candidate in the race that sees this kind of wide lens approach because i was engulfed in not only one or two classrooms but so many classrooms uh, you know, as a recent graduate. So that's the approach that I'm taking on running. That's the vision I think that informs who I am and why I want to be a candidate. But you're absolutely right that you know, I'm a young candidate and we're embracing that for sure. Okay, so I know in Madison City you have to be appointed to yeah. be a school board member, but in Madison County you're elected. Though another difference is there's also like districts, and you said you're District 5. five. Um, so how is that process? Like what are you going to be doing to for your campaign, like, are you gonna be like slapping up billboards? I don't know if you have the funds for that, but like, what are, what are you trying to do for like election purposes? Yeah, so it'll be a you know it'll be obviously a mostly grassroots driven campaign, but you're right. There's two districts that actually cover Sparkland. So there's the upper district, which is District Four, that's also gonna be on the ballot this cycle. That's the Tony area. So those kids who went to Sparkland Middle and are now going to Sparkland High is that district is the upper one, and then there's the lower one. Which so it's uh, the Monrovia area. So there's three elementary schools, the middle school, and the high school. So uh, I'll be honest with you, there's a little bit more of a concentric, you know, houses in District 4. It's a little bit easier to canvas. So we'll definitely be doing that, canvassing, going door to door, asking people for their vote in that way. Um, but then we also have uh, social media, which will be a big part of the campaign. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I've been in talks with some people uh, about hosting, you know, a, not necessarily a debate, but a candidate forum so they can hear from me and my opponent on where we stand. Uh, but it will be a full-fledged campaign with you know, all of the intricacies that come with them. So what do you, uh, what do you even, what do you want to accomplish? Because um, school board isn't really a glamorous position. I feel like, I mean, I personally, I know who, I know our representative right now, but I don't know anything about her. So what are you uh, hoping to institute in the way of reforms or anything new? Yeah, so we're running kind of on three main things. And to be honest with you, um, you know, by the product of the pandemic, but also a whole host of things, we're seeing that schools have to educate a little bit differently. Uh, but 
there's three things that I'm running on. So one is the consent order. So 1963, Huntsville City and Madison County, which are the only two districts in the county at that time, were sued uh, because they were obviously operating you know, two districts, one set of schools for white uh, families and then another set of schools for black families. We're still under that court order today because the court hasn't said that we're in a unitary status section. So we're still under that. Um, and the district leadership right now is working with our federal judge to get a consent order so we can work through, you know, the process of student assignment, and teacher assignment, discipline, all those things that, that we can, they can say definitely that we're operating a school district that's uh, racially diverse. So I want to get us out of the consent order. So as soon as that consent order is signed, I want to make sure the district is working really hard uh, with all the stakeholders to make sure that, you know, every single student, no matter their color, is successful. When we get out of the consent order, it returns complete local control to our schools, which is ideal, right, the way that our Constitution designed the system. So that's really important. Next is the career tech piece. Um, Madison County Schools has uh, an alive and well career tech program. We've got to make sure that that's always the truth because with Madison County, you look at how diverse our GDP is, not all kids need to go to college. Uh, to be successful. So, Ishan, there'll be almost 600 kids who graduate in your class this year. If all 600 go to college, then you've let them down because there's so many unique opportunities for them. And that won't be well positioning for them for success. So, you know, in the career tech department, making sure the Madison County has a great home builders association. So, partnering with them to demonstrate, you know, how we can get our kids equipped to build homes. Uh, engineering, have an academy that works really well there. Uh, medical, all those programs to make sure that our kids, no matter what route they take after college, are set up for success. Uh, and then three is the revenue funding. If you compare it to our district to the other two in the county, so Huntsville City, uh, Madison City, we lag behind with just, for example, the ad valorem base, so the property tax base. We do not get funding um, as sharply as they do. And so that's a problem because when you look at a district our size with 20,000 plus kids, you know, 4,000 plus uh, faculty and staff, that's too many hands on deck to not be funded in the way that you need. And so we've asked year after year after year for our district leadership to do more with less. And at a certain point, you reach kind of the capacity of that more with less. Um, and you stretch your dollar too tight so it can't be effective. And so I want to work with all the partners that we have in our community to make sure that, you know, Facebook's been a great partner for us. They're the reason that we have some of the technology we do in our classrooms. But making sure that we can catalyze this growth with the money that you need to be successful. So those three things. The consent order are really important to return, you know, return local control to our schools. The career tech piece is so, so important. And then the revenue funding to make sure that every single kid has, you know, opportunities in front of them and that's how it's dollars. That's all solid. Uh, those are big issues I see around the, around the, the district itself especially with such a big diverse group of not just like a uh, skin color or anything, just a diverse group of uh, incomes, backgrounds, everything. So uh, very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Very interesting. Three prongs there. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you're 19. Um, I'm curious what you're doing now. So I don't know if you're going to school, if you're working and how is that going to play into um, being on the school board? Cause I see you as a younger candidate, they may expect more or less from you. So if they expect less, you need to obviously step in that position to do more. Um, so how are you going to balance, I don't know, if you're in school or working with being on the school board? Yeah, so I graduated in 21, Sparkman, uh, and I fully intended to go to college, but I had a lot of opportunities before me. So I'm, right now I'm a general manager of a restaurant um, and decided you know, before the summer I did that I wanted to take a step back and take a gap year. So I'm in the midst of that gap year right now. Uh, like I said, I'm a general manager of a restaurant. That's what I do professionally. But then beyond that, uh, I 
tend to go to school in the fall, but that'll play a role. Uh, you're right. I think it'll, people are interested in what I'm doing as a young candidate, but that's what I do full time. Uh, like I said, eventually going to school, and I think it'll be, you know, it'll be important to balance those elements. I don't have any. I don't anticipate any you know, problems doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the term is five years, right? It's actually a six-year term. Six years. So, okay. Uh, in November, uh, if elected, that's when we take office. I'm running against a Republican. Uh, there's no Democratic uh, candidate qualified, so it'll just be me and him. And the primary is May 24th. So we'll know before November who take office, but they won't take office until uh, the second or third week of November, and then they'll serve uh, for six years after that. Yeah, it is weird how they have uh, party labels for school board edu- uh, school board elections here. It's kind of strange. Yeah, and- but you know, I mean, what can you do? That's that's another thing. You're uh, you are younger, obviously. That's like a big uh, big part of your campaign, big part of our focus here. So, uh, do you feel like you have an advantage uh, by being younger in the sense that? You just came from the school system, so like you're immediate. This is your first year out of Madison County Schools, compared to your opponent, uh, who's a teacher, and uh, he's been a teacher for a long time. Um, he's actually my soccer coach in middle school too, so uh, a lot, a lot of connections there. But do you feel like you have an advantage being more in touch with like the recency of um, how the system's been, especially with COVID? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's why when I heard that Bill was running, I didn't take a step back because our perspectives aren't competitive, right? They're very different. He has the classroom teacher uh, perspective, which I think has served him well, but I have a very different one because, like I said, Bill Bird sat in one classroom over the years, and he's a great guy. No disrespect to him, but that was his perspective, uh, whereas I was a student who went to seven different classes per day, four different classes per day, and got that wide lens perspective for what we need to do um, to make sure that our students are getting the best education possible. So. I think, you know, just honestly, that this approach is invaluable. Um, I sat down with district leadership last week, uh, so the director of equity and inclusion for our district, and she was talking about the piece of the consent order, and she said, when they go before the court, they'll have what's called a desegregation advisory committee. And she said, I want students on that desegregation advisory committee. You look at high school cities, because uh, they're under a consent order as well, you look at their desegregation advisory committee, they've got students on it. When you look across the country, you look at school boards, some of them have students on them. And in fact, some of the school districts that do the best have gotten that student perspective and thought what they do. And so I'm not running because I'm a student, uh, but you know, I say put this experience to work. If you've got youth um, that can really drive the conversations towards the future, that's why I'm running, because I have this vision that's long-term, uh, that puts our students in a competitive market. Um, that's why I'm running, uh, but I think it certainly doesn't disqualify me from being young because this perspective is so... How do you plan on getting your name out there? Because again, Mr. Bird, he's an uh, he's an established member of the community, just being here for so long. How do you plan on getting your name out there, especially to people that the older voters that are more likely to turn out and just yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's an important. You know, people do know who Bill Bird is uh, in Monrovia, and so he has that you know inherent advantage. But we're we're gonna run the whole campaign. You know, it's almost a little less than 90 days until May 24th, but we're going to run the whole campaign like we're losing, you know, pretty significantly. And so every opportunity that people give us to be uh, there and talk to voters will be one that we take. Uh, door-to-door will be an integral part because, you know, it's a pretty large district for a county school board, but it's not huge. And so it's a very approachable district in terms of, you know, canvassing. I also mentioned the social media piece. Um, I want people to know that I'm a if you want to talk to me, I give them my phone number so you can call me at any time. So you have a question, let's talk about it. If I don't know the answer, let's figure it out together. Um, but if you, yeah, so we're going to approach this whole campaign. Like I said, like we're 30 points behind. 
make sure that every opportunity we can to connect with the voter is an opportunity that we'll take for sure. So I heard you keep saying we, we, um, do you, so you, I'm assuming you have a campaign staff and if so, who's well, on that staff? Yeah, we have a campaign team, um, okay. staff that implies that they're going to be paid. So small budget, they're not going to be paid, but we, you know, I think it's a product of being that young candidate. So many young people have reached out to me and said, I want to be, you know, a part of the campaign. I want to help you canvas or you go on your social media team or whatever it is. So when I say we, I mean anybody who's going to support me. And so we've got that core of young people who will obviously be really integral because they've got some of the energy and can you know, talk to voters about the issues as well as I can. But then also we've got a core of people who've done this before in terms of running for office, uh, people who are established members of Monrovia uh, and have been here for a long time. And so we've got all of those components of, of what a great campaign team looks like. And I can't do it without them. So that's why I keep saying we. Um, but that, that's the approach that I'll take to government too. That you know, as a school board member, I'm not going to know you know every issue. It's got to be a Monrovia school board seat, and I'm certainly going to go to them with you know proposals and see what they have to say about all the things uh, that come before the school board. Another thing, um, my bad, he's trying. No, you're good. Um, how are you going to balance the fine line of getting younger voters and then older voters? Because there's a difference of having. Uh, I'm I just turned 18, so now I'm technically eligible to vote, but a lot of my friends are still 17. Um, so you're there's a lot of people I'm assuming that probably still know you that are 17, 16, yeah. um, but you're really looking for that 18 to still alive <laughs> voting age. So what's the what are you trying to do to draw that? I would love for your support, but I'm really yeah. looking for 18. Let's just say the 25 is kind of what you're looking for when yeah. you say younger and one people more, voting. One more thing to piggyback off that, uh, just real quick, just to add on. Uh, how do you balance your message? Because I feel like these points you're uh, – campaigning on which are important seemed more geared towards that younger vote and uh, i feel like older generations won't feel as inclined to vote for somebody who cares about things like that especially because they've seen the school system has been working decently uh their whole lives with those uh current restrictions and orders so how do you just uh balance that line yeah so to the first point you're absolutely correct but we're not going to turn anybody away. So if you're 16 years old and you're interested in the political process, we'll certainly plug you in as an avenue to help our campaign, regardless of if you can vote or not. Uh, but you're right. We're looking for a core group of voters. And I, you know, I have a good challenge. You said 1825. That's an important voting group. But we're looking maybe for the more established voters for sure, because uh, they'll be the core in this off year. You know, it's not a presidential cycle. It's a midterm. Um, but we're looking for anybody that we can. And so if you can't vote, we certainly can plug you in and help you know help make your voice heard in the way of this campaign. Uh, but to Ishan's point of you know, these issues, you look at the business community, which has to catalyze what we do in public education context. They are moving forward. Um, they're not stopping and asking questions. They're driving forward in a creative way because we have to. Um, and so I think, you know, I disagree with you in that these are, these are issues tiered, you know, geared towards younger voters. I think these are issues for our school system. And it's a six-year term. A lot happens in six years. The closest county high school to the Toyota Mazda development is Sparkman. And so we've got the perfect example of we've got a pipeline that exists of these kids to be able to go get good-paying jobs, regardless of if they're the eight kids or not, regardless of if they took a million and one AP classes. We've got so many unique opportunities for them. People, uh, no matter how old they know, they know a young person, they know somebody in the school system, or they know somebody that teaches. 
everybody's got some type of connection to the school system, and it drives every single quality of life metric that we have. People aren't going to invest in our economic base if they don't have great schools, because then who's going to work for them? So it all plays a role in that, and you know, the consent order, the career tech piece, the revenue funding, all of that drives these quality of life metrics that no matter how old you are, you're interested in. So, you know, I think that we'll absolutely get some support behind those issues. And those are just the three, you know, the three pillars of our campaign. There's so much more to talk about. You know, discipline's a really important problem. Uh, there's a, a national uh, teacher shortage that obviously Madison County will have to be competitive against. So there's so many points, uh, but I think those three are the, you know, the most important in the way that I see it. Every single issue is important as a school board member, and I'll take that, you know, with me if I'm elected. Now, I know... Obviously, you're young. This is the first campaign you're running for school board, um, but a lot of people see school board as a stepping stone for like city council or um, mayoral positions, state house, state, state house. Senate. I know I'm not saying you're going to run for mayor when you're 30. I'm just saying, long term, is this something you see as a stepping stone? With I'm going to go city council, go get my degree in I don't know, and then come back and try to run for city council. So uh, we've talked about it already, but it's a six-year term. That's a really long time of you know, doing the good work if I'm elected. Um, that's my focus right now is mm-hmm. those six years. I, like I told you, I've been interested in, in public service, the, the how do we make these issues you know, closer to solution since you know, 13, 14, and really even before that, kind of when it catalyzed that, those teenage years, but it's been a long time coming. So I'm excited to be hopefully uh, a school board member that can do good work. I don't have any, you know, who knows. Uh, if you would have told me even two years ago that I'd be running for school board right now, I probably would have laughed at you. So who knows what's to come, but I'm really focused on you know, the important work uh, of school boards and making sure that all of our students are successful, for sure. That is a, uh, I don't doubt your commitment or anything. I'm just saying like, uh, you're an ambitious guy, obviously. I I want to, I think you kind of answered this earlier, but um why school board? Why not either maybe state house or uh, other? You know, I don't even know the other countless city citywide positions yeah. there are. Why'd you choose school board of all of them? Well, I think you know, like I said, I was just engulfed in those issues for thirteen years. I sat in those classrooms. You know, those the pipeline of the school board issues falling down to students is so real, and so I felt every single issue, whether it was you know masks or not, or whether it was you know how much money we get versus how much money you know, New Hope or Buckhorn gets. Those issues weren't ones that I had to find passion for. They were just organic. I had lived them. I had been in them. And so I think this is kind of the product of being in the school system and knowing what happened and seeing it work uh, well sometimes and work you know, not so well other times. i got a niece. She's two years old, so eventually she'll be, and within my term, she'll be a student at you know one of the feeder schools to Sparkman. And she loves to open a book and start like reading gibberish. She, she, she thinks she's reading, but she's really not reading. But that's her favorite thing to do is open a book and read. And so we know that if kids aren't reading on grade level by the second or third grade, their you know, chance of graduation drops significantly. And so I look at kids and I see you know, even more reason to be passionate about these educational problems that we have. I've got a younger sister. She goes to one of the feeder patterns uh, for Sparkman. I really have this just overwhelming passion for the issues, and I think that'll make me a really good school board member. Um, so I didn't I didn't run for the seat because I was you know because I want to be politically whatever. I ran for the seat because I have a passion for the issues. I think I, I understand the issues because I've lived them, um, and so it kind of just organically happened. Uh, I run it because I want to be of service, not because I see this as a political opportunity. Oh yeah, have you seen like a lot of I guess. 
obviously I'm curious what your parents think of like my son's running for school board and have you gotten a lot of pushback I'm not gonna say from your parents but from like other people either saying this is good or you shouldn't do this have you received like I'm just curious what kind of response have you been getting from the community yeah so yeah I want to talk about the whole wide range of response my parents no, you know, they obviously are probably tired of me talking about the issues and not doing anything, you know, in a way of running or whatever. So I wanted to be the solution. And I know that we've got a lot of problems. And so I got involved and they were certainly not surprised. I told them I was running. They were like, yeah, okay, good. Um, and so that was the reception on that end. Uh, my younger sister is like so excited because she thinks it's fun. I'm actually a substitute teacher as well. So in Madison City and Madison County, I substitute teach. So she's excited about me being involved still. Um, but I'll tell you a little bit about the kind of institutional response, too. Um, so people who are elected officials, the appointed officials, they're really excited, too, about this opportunity of, uh, of you know, a young person getting involved. I'll say it's a contested primary, so you're not going to see too many Republicans get out and say, vote for Jalen or whatever, in an official sense. But I'll tell you, behind closed doors, the response by you know, elected judges, elected officials, has been overwhelmingly positive for the opportunity of, of getting a student perspective on these school boards uh, or on this school board and also just the opportunity of this youth and putting that to work. I've got the energy uh, to go canvas and ask for votes. I've got the energy to help work with other people and the strategic partners to get the solutions for our kids. So I think everybody I've talked to has been really excited. Um, and even if they started maybe the conversation with a little bit of reservation, you know, about my age, there's no reason to be reserved about my age because we've done the work uh, of figuring out where the issues are. And I'm excited to still do that work from elected. Has there been any uh, public, uh, like from elected or appointed officials, has there been any public shows of support? I haven't seen anything about any race in the area so far this early on. But have you have you seen anything uh, public from any of these people you're talking about? Um, so, you know, it's a process. And we're going to, we're in that, I'm in the midst of that process right now. You know, talking to these strategic partners, so uh, political involved organizations. And, and talking to them about where I see the issues being, no one has publicly said, and in fact, I'm going to probably say it's a contested primary. Typically, Republican elected officials don't yeah. endorse candidates. Uh, the organizations may, um, the Farmers Federation, the uh, Area Association of Realtors, Committee 100, which is a group of almost 300 CEOs in Huntsville and Madison County. So those entities may endorse, uh, but for the candidates, they're going to be a little bit more reserved and just let the voters choose. Um, but like I said, there's no Democratic opposition. So May 24th, uh, which is I think the week that Sparkman graduates, we'll know. It's the day of, um, actually. We're graduating on May 24th. Okay, so the day, the graduation day that Sparkman graduates, we'll know who will be the duly elected next yeah. superintendent. Uh, not superintendent, sorry, next school board member. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a hectic day for me. Well, yeah, and honestly, yes, that was a slip, but we'll also know there's superintendents. There's, uh, there's three candidates running, and they're all running on the public side. So we'll know that day who's going to be our superintendent if there's not a runoff. And then who will be our school board member for sure. Uh, who's the third candidate? The third candidate for superintendent. Uh, yeah, I know um, Mr. Shaw, principal of Sparkin High School. Um, isn't isn't Matt Massey in the ring again? I heard. Matt Massey's not in the ring. Oh, okay. uh, Matt's okay. actually president of the cyber school. That yeah, I, I heard. Yeah. He, I heard he made a comeback, but I don't know if that was a. Uh... He is not. Uh, he, <laughs> he loves his job and, and the impact he does there. But one, it's Chris Shaw, so he's a superintendent, really good guy. Uh, Kate Kubik, another really great guy. He's actually the personnel director for our schools uh, at the Madison High level. And there's one other guy, last name is Whitlow. Uh, so mm -hmm. Mr. Whitlow is principal of Meridian Middle, and he's running. So those three candidates, they're all Republicans. So that's another race that if they've got a runoff, we'll know 
May 24th, who will eventually take the seat in November. Or actually, superintendents may be sworn in in, in January. Yeah, I think superintendents are in January. Yeah. Well, I know you keep, you spoke a lot in your team, and we spoke about that earlier, but I'm curious, like, how many people do you have on staff, and, like, what are their different roles that you have for your members of your team, since staff, as they're as unpaid? Yeah. Uh, so, we, we do have some, I'll say that we're working with some people to, like, build the website and those things, and those are kind of staff we pay them for their work. Um, but in terms of the volunteer base that we have, so I have a strategist who's done race before. She's ran for her own offices. She's helping us out. I have somebody who is a member of a lot of the Monrovia area, so she's kind of given me the, the span about where Monrovia is and where the people are in that regard. Uh, we'll have some people on the younger end at the volunteer level doing social media. Uh, we'll need a canvassing director who I have. Um, also, these our political fundraising thing so we'll have somebody who's in charge of fundraising and making sure that we report all of the stuff to the secretary of state's office in terms of fundraising so those are the kind of key ones about somebody doing strategy in general monrovia kind of strategy of where the voters are who we should be talking to um and the campaign tons of people do that i think i have the inherent advantage as a young person uh, in terms of campaign uh door to door that type of stuff and then fundraising um but again anybody who's a front interest we're going to plug them in in a way that they can be most impactful uh for the campaign so for the 16 year old who wants to hold a yard sign as a knock on doors in the neighborhood we're going to give everybody the opportunity to be helpful yeah so um that's a lot of the campaign so let's try to get into a little bit of if you are elected what you uh want to accomplish that's either your big three of course uh I believe District 5, that's the largest district, that's right. Um, what was your question? It's District 5, that's the largest district in that area, right, by population? Well, I'm not entirely sure about the numbers if it's the largest district, but I'll say this, that Sparkman is the only high school that has two yeah. representatives. So we yeah, have the, yeah. lower, the lower end and the higher end. So yeah. it, it's a big group of folks. Yeah, well, uh, no disrespect to any district. It's probably one of the more, the one, one of the districts that come up more in board meetings. That being said, um... You'll, you'll, again, you're very young. So if you are elected, how do you uh, how do you want to command the respect of the other uh, four board members and the superintendent? Because you'll be the youngest by far and uh, the least experienced in the sense of administration. So how do you how do you uh, want to enter your term if you are elected? Well, I disagree real quick with the least experienced um, because I've been in the classroom. So it's a different experience. Right? Well, a different experience, yeah, yeah. Typ- typical experience. I mean, like, I mean, like, you're not like one of the more typical experienced candidates. I mean, by True. Yeah, yeah, a different, a unique experience to pull from for sure. Um, but I think, like I said, the, re- the reception that I've received has been very positive. People are excited that young people are going to be tuned in with these issues, and so I don't think it'll be, you know, a point of apathy or something to work through. I think sitting down with these people and hearing what they have to say. So many people have similar visions, uh, but we don't get things accomplished because we refuse to have conversations, um, and so. Like I've done on the campaign trail so far, anybody who's got a dog in a fight, anybody who wants to talk to me, I want to talk to you because chances are we view things similarly. And if we don't, it's really important to figure out why and work through it together. Um, so when I'm elected, I know Chris Shaw, I know Kim Kubik, uh, talk to them, talk about the issues. Those are two examples of people that are you know, obviously going to be really important. School board members, I've introduced myself to them. Um, so it'll be a point of continuing the conversation because you can't really do much if you don't know somebody. Um, so making sure that we know each other, have those conversations, meet them. I don't think it'll be really a point to work through at all um, in terms of commanding respect because you know we've said it's a, it's a different experience to pull from, but I've got an experience at all in terms of what the 
issues are um, and how we get towards solutions. So it's a good way to it's a good confident way to enter office, I'd say. Especially, uh, yeah, I feel like there could be discrepancy, but if you do, if you are into, if you are plugged into that system, it'll be good. It'll be a good transition for you, I believe. Yeah, and so, you know, I, this point of use is it's important because the way that we see it, who I talk to, um, it's the point of energy because I've got this energy bottled up. It's the product of being in the classroom, um, and so I think this is, if anything, it's a really good exodus for people to vote for me because I understand the issues I've been in. There. But you look just in the scheme of things, this point of view really hasn't had a national historical reference or even a local historical reference. Dale Strong, who's running for Congress, the county commission chairman, you know, he was elected chairman at 20-something. MLK, who is from, you know, has very deep Alabama roots, he was 20-something when he was you know, uh, doing the strategy for the Montgomery bus boycott and all those things. Jeremiah, that's a biblical reference, right? He told God, you can't possibly mean me when you say uh, you want me to rule these nations. And God says, absolutely you. Jeremiah was a teenager. Um, so this whole scheme of things in the national historical, even the local historical scene of youth not having to mean anything um, except positive things, really. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think it'll be really exciting. I think I can do really good work because of the perspective that I draw from. Um, so yeah, uh, one issue, like I don't, I don't even know if this is an issue. It might be kind of a I feel like it might be an issue. Andrew, we do graduate on the twenty fourth, right? Is uh, it the twenty fourth? It's the twenty third. That's that's what I feel like. Uh, the primary is on the twenty fourth, and I believe Sparkman High School, the only high school in your district, and the high school that has that's going to have a lot of people graduating. They'll be at graduation. So how do you? Uh, what's your strategy here to? Uh, so the polls are yeah. So, how are you? How are you gonna uh, adjust for that? When um, I know you're saying that I know you do want a lot of the outside of younger vote too. You want the more established vote, but how are you planning to prep for that um, eventuality when 600 yeah. possible voters are going to be not probably voting, unfortunately. For sure. Well, you know, it's an important day. Graduation is really important. Uh, for the families involved and for the students involved. But polls are open all day, and I'm going to stress the importance every step of the way of voting because it has you know, a very lasting impact. In this context, that's six years. Um, and so if you are elected in your first cycle, the kid that you're reading kindergarten books to, in your second cycle, you're handing them their diploma. So it kind of has this long-lasting cycle effect. And so to every single voter, regardless if you're going to attend a graduation or not, I ask that you vote and just – not going to be the lines aren't going to be that long. We have a great probate judge to make sure that we've got uh, voting precincts that work really well. So spend the 10, 15 minutes of doing your civic duty, and that'll be the message for sure. The whole you know the whole step of the way is if you want to get up a little earlier, do it before you go to graduation. Graduation is never traditionally before you know eight or nine o'clock. So get up and do it early, or after the graduation, swing by and do it on the way home or out to eat or whatever. But it's too important to miss uh, for sure. And then if you can't do it in person, then we have um, a provisional, not a provisional ballot, but a mail-in ballot process. Uh, so you look at the absentee uh, ballot process, the circuit clerk can get you plugged into that. So you don't have to have, um, you're going to be out of town, you just put that as a reason. Uh, whatever it is, you just put that down. If you can't make it that day, if it's a work or whatever, that's, those are all acceptable uh, guidelines. You put that in, then you use the absentee ballot, and that, that vote still counted even though you can't vote that day. Mm -hmm. for sure. I'm curious. I know Andrew also goes to Spartan. If you have any questions about 
like his campaign and what he's running on off what he's said so far. Yeah, he's in the back here. He's producing. He's just yeah. kind of sitting here. You have any? Uh, you have yeah. any statements? Uh, he's running to represent you. So you and your your brother, his brothers. Uh, I'm gonna dox your brother chess. <laughs> and just playing chess in the back. But uh, no, yeah. Do you have any? Uh, you know, any questions for Jalen? No, I really. Um, I think you had some very insightful responses, and I do. I think I will be able to get out there and vote on graduation day because that's only what a portion of the entire day. Yeah, when did the when did the polls open? Seven a.m. Yeah, seven or eight to eight. Uh, mm. I think it's seven though, and so they'll be open a very long span to vote. It's so important. It's so important. So is graduation, uh, but they don't have to be competitive with one another. You can go to both and then go yeah, vote. No, for sure. Make it that day. But uh, yeah, no, just uh, get the message out. How are you planning to? Because uh, I know again, you have deep roots of Sparkman. How are you planning to really get the message out to go vote, especially on a day as important? Because you're not going to have any juniors. Most likely, you're not going to have any juniors or sophomores voting, or definitely not sophomores. You won't have any juniors voting, I doubt. It'll be all seniors that are able to vote. So how are you going to? How are you like? I know you're. Uh, you do both. That's fine. That's I encourage. I'd encourage you to do that too. But how are you planning on getting that message out in the uh, months coming up here? Uh, so students will probably be the easiest to just inherently get a voice to because word of mouth works really well for high school kids. Uh, but then also like social media. So the Instagram page once it's up and running, the Facebook page once it's up and running. Um, actually, I don't know that many seniors besides you know one or two use Facebook, but everybody, everybody's plugged into probably some social media platform. So that's an advantage that we have in terms of getting uh, to them. So social media will probably be the easiest way to touch them, but they live in the same houses that we're going to go canvas on. So we'll have the conversations with them. And I think there's just, you know, just like I'm running, not because I'm a student, but that perspective certainly, I think, qualifies me even more. So many people who are in high school right now have felt the same things that I felt um, and have a sense uh, of the issues just like I do. So I think they're going to have an attachment to our campaign inherently. We're talking the language of the things that they've seen for the last 13 plus years. So I think they're excited about the candidacy from who I've talked to so far. Um, almost 90 days, a little less than 90 days until May 24th. So we've got some time for sure. Um, yeah, so do you have anything else? Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? I'm out of ideas right now. Do you have any? Yeah, so uh, we, for right now, we have the Facebook page up. So if you want to type in Jalen for the number four board, um, it'll, the Facebook page will come up. The longer name is Jalen Cotton from Madison County School Board D5. That's a longer name, but the Facebook page will come up. Uh, that's really important to get plugged in and to see what we're doing. Regardless of who you think you want to vote for, regardless of if you can vote Bill Bird, uh, just get uh, in tune with what we're doing so that you can see what we're interested in for yourself. And then also there's a P.O. box so if you're interested in donating. Uh, it's P.O. box 342, Capshaw, Alabama, 35742. Uh, obviously, this is a smaller race, but we still need to do the things like you know, make yard signs, uh, buttons, all those things cost money. So if you're interested in supporting us that way, that'll be really important. Um, and then, like I said, get plugged into the Facebook page because when we announce the website that we're working on, the Instagram, all of that will be found there. So just get get involved. And we're going to try to come to you too. So all the voters, we're going to be knocking on your door, handing you literature and all that stuff because it's just so important um, that everybody votes. Yeah, um, we'll put all that stuff in the description. Well, hopefully you'll get your Instagram up and we'll tag you. Uh, what were, you were saying yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah, real quick too. Uh, anybody who has an interest in you know what we're doing and my platform or whatever, uh, my personal cell phone number is two five six five two zero three four eight two. So if you've got you know an idea, call me, text me. I'm gonna be really responsive to that because I want to hear. You know, like I said, I'm 
a school board member, I have my or I want to be a school board member, I have my own perspective to draw from, but so do so many voters. Um, and so if you got an issue, a problem, a question, whatever, I want to help you work through that. So I, you know, open door policy before I can even get into office because it's just that important. Yeah, so we'll put all those in the uh, description. Uh, make sure you go vote for these local elections. They are very important, uh, especially because they're term length. Like you said, six years. That's basically a Senate. That's a Senate campaign. It's a Senate term. So, uh, And you're doing things that are impacting the immediate community. So make sure everybody that's listening go out and vote. Get registered to vote and all those things. Uh, Register to vote, please. A lot of my friends are not registered to vote, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it just takes like so, 15 minutes, guys. Yeah. Maybe less, honestly. I don't know. It took me like, it took like five. Yeah, it took me like really five. easy. It took me really like five minutes. Very easy. I did it the other day. Yeah, it's yeah. very yeah, easy. I didn't so. just it. <laughs> so make sure you guys get registered to vote. Uh, thank you, Jalen, for coming on. I had pretty pretty important discussion. We might have you back on later on just to uh, try to get an update on the campaign as it picks up more steam. So, um, yeah, thank Absolutely. you for coming on. Uh, thank you again. Thank you I think that's it. Yeah, nice. and uh, thanks, guys. Next week, we should be off, but in a couple of weeks, we have uh, state Senate candidate Kim Cottle Lewis on from Alabama District 2. So make sure you tune in for that. Make sure you go to the website, pbpolitical.com. Check out the socials. They'll all be in the links, uh, the description below. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm Ishan Pokrell. My name's Cameron Cummings. And goodbye.